The Art of the Pivot is brought to you by Signavio. Hello there and welcome to another Art of the Pivot conversation with me, Mark Jeffries. Today, we are joined by Dana Berg, the Chief Operating Officer for SADA, a global consulting firm specializing in cloud computing and strategic business services. SADA is headquartered in Los Angeles and operates as an award-winning Google Premier Partner. As Chief Operating Officer, Dana is responsible for all delivery and service functions at SADA. And prior to SADA, Dana worked in consulting and leadership roles for PwC, IBM, and Amgen as well. Dana, welcome. Great to see you. It's an absolute pleasure to be on the show. Thanks, Mark. Uh, It is our pleasure. Where do we find you today, by the way? I have the great pleasure of uh, broadcasting here from my home, uh, just out of just out of Los Angeles, California, not too far away from our headquarters here. Very nice. Every time I speak to someone from the West Coast, I'm just, you know, filled with a touch of weather envy because here in Boston, Massachusetts, it's constantly freezing. And, and, And now today, at the time that we record this more than ever, given everything that's happened in Texas. So our blessings and our hearts and prayers go to them. Absolutely right. All right, so let's dig into this. Tell us a bit about the organization, about SADA. What, what kind of services do you provide? What industries buy from you? Give me, give me like the, the top pitch. Yeah, so in simple terms, Mark, uh, you know, we, we're at the forefront, as I like to call it, of driving the digital transformation that's occurring all across the globe right now. So we influence that transformation every day by delivering end-to-end services that enable companies to quickly adopt and maximize the benefits that the the cloud promises. And so, you know, I always say, what are are those promises? You know, uh, we hear a lot about the cloud today. It's one of those words that my kids know, Uh, even my aging uh, parents who can't even turn on their TV, they've even heard of this thing called the cloud. and so I, I you know, I, I tell them, you know, and I tell others that, you know, the cloud is in fact the cornerstone of what we call this digital transformation that it's occurring. And for us, you know, we think that the cloud offers promises. What are, what are those two promises put simply? I think it's, it's number one, a burden of transfer, you know, um, transfer of burden, meaning that, you know, it frees the organizations that we serve to no longer have to build the massive investments and teams and infrastructure in order to them to to roll solutions out and maintain them. And then number two, probably more importantly, is that it provides democratized access, you know, to the, you know, the high performance compute power that usually was only available to the Fortune 500 10 years ago or 15 years ago. And both of those things are sparking a new era of innovation. And for us at SADA, you know, we're at the front of that with our customers and you know, we engage across all industries, uh, both big and small. Um, we support the digital natives that we call the disruptors, as well as the huge traditional enterprises that are helping to break down lar- long-standing areas of, of, of inefficiency, and they're looking to modernize just like everybody else. So that's what we do at SADA. Uh, you're obviously making a huge difference. And it's so important. And I've been in the business for as long as you have on the tech side. Anyway, I remember cloud being just a, a glimmer in the tech eye. And, and here it is now. We're well established. 
Um, so a lot of people, of course, have already started their journey. So I'd love to know if you could give us an example, or maybe two, of a typical challenge that your customers are facing now. As we enter 2021, we've, we're dealing with the pandemic, we're constantly trying to transform. What are the challenges that your customers come to you with? And how do you guys then get involved? Yeah, and, and I'll tell you, um, the the challenges are different depending upon how long a company has been around and, and what they may be facing. But uh, what we've learned, if anything, through this pandemic is that the, the companies that we are seeing are hungry for driving innovation at a pace that they have themselves never been able to do at the velocity that's required within their particular market. And, and this, this is in uh, healthcare, this is in retail, this is in uh, high tech. Uh, our customers right now have certainly realized that their ability to be agile and be efficient is of paramount importance, especially during what can often be unpredictable times. And so, you know, our customers are coming to us every day when they, they might have a greenfield new idea that they need to take a market and they want to understand which cloud provider is the best. We have an answer for that, which we'll probably talk about. And, and we help them make that a reality by providing laser focused SEAL team engineers to be able to make that you know, vision a reality. Or, you know, we might have customers that are just weighing down and have this burden of cost and sluggishness. They may have you know, four or five or six data centers that are costing them lots of money and they need to get into uh, uh, you know, a more hyperscale environment to where that is being efficiently run and they can turn the knobs on, on, on creating uh, the type of scale and speed that they need at the, at, you know, on a second's notice. And so our teams are the ones that are there at the beginning providing professional services, and then, of course, staying with them for many, many years to follow to help them maximize and optimize that investment that they're making. Do you um, think that the pandemic, which in many ways has proven to be a catalyst for some of the things that were going to happen anyway, do you think it's changed the way people look at their own agility and look at their own tech setup and make these key decisions? Yeah, I'm, I'm telling you, without a, without a shadow of a doubt, um, you know, you know, I deal with and, and talk with customers on a daily basis that are trying to figure out exactly, you know, how could they have responded to this faster? And God forbid, if there's another one, you know, how can they be set up in order to to um, create their infrastructure and their IT investments work harder for them? Um, so. You know, having been in this business a long time, Mark, I know you have to, uh, you know, you know, sometimes people ask me, you know, have these, you know, have the IT projects gotten bigger? You know, have they gotten more complex as a result? Have, have they, um, is there something different that's spawned, you know, in this, you know, pandemic that's, that's forced our customers to, to you know, change the, the nature of the IT project? Not really, but what has changed is this, you know, sense of timing. And, and sense of, of, of urgency. And so, you know, now more than ever, they see that they need to swivel and, and, and pivot, uh, as this, as this uh, brought, uh, podcast is titled, uh, fast. 
and and so you know so budgets have increased and 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 work has in, in you know in, you know increased for us um but it's been in the in the spirit of trying to to be faster and quicker uh and and i, and I think that's what the pandemic has heightened more than anything else and i want you you mentioned it before but you the cloud provider that you work with uh, you've aligned yourself very tightly with Google. Uh, if my information is right, and I could be wrong, so please correct me, you used to um, also partner with the likes of Microsoft, but now it's all Google. Could you talk about that? Why Google? What does it mean for a company to to go ahead and maximize the value of Google Cloud? Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, one of the reasons why I was anxious to come on here is because of the name of your show, Art of the Pivot. Uh, we, we here at SADA, actually subscribe to many of the, the beliefs of Simon Sinek, and he has a similar term, which is called uh, being able to make a bold existential flex. And that's, that's doing something radically different in your business model uh, with an aim towards, uh, you know, improving your ability to meet your just cause. You know, for us, our just cause is very simple. We're here to maximize the performance of the organizations we serve. And so, you know, two years ago, we did that existential flex. You know, we did that uh, after having been around for 20 years and had a Microsoft business and a Google business. Uh, we looked at ourselves and we said, what do we need to do right now to further our just cause? So it ended up arriving at the decision to sell off that Microsoft business and be 100% aligned to Google. And I ask myself, and I, and I get asked all the time, why, why did we do that? I think, there's, I think there's a couple of reasons. One, alignment of values. For us at SADA, it's very important for us to, uh, to be loyal. Loyalty is a big thing that we preach inside our walls and outside our walls to our customers and to our employees. We wanted that loyalty, loyalty to transcend into our partnership. Um, and I wanted, in, in truth, we wanted to create a degree of focus, uh, a focus for our people, uh, such that our customers knew exactly who we were and who we were not. It creates a, a marvelously simple business model when we can do that, especially at a time when uh, many other uh, businesses in our space were doing the other way, direction. They were casting the net wide, trying to be cloud agnostic. And, you know, that existential flex, you know, was, was good across all those other reasons, but it also put us in a category of one, which allowed us to, you know, maximize our own impact. Um, now, now, let me pause you for a Google. Yeah. I was going to yeah. pause you for a second. When organizations make a big bet like that, it's called a big bet because there is an element of risk. So do you remember at the time when you guys made the decision, were you concerned that there was some degree of risk? You might lose some customers. Uh, it might not go the way you wanted. And, and when you have to deal with risk like that, when it comes to a big flex, a big bet, um, how difficult are the conversations? Well, you know, I think... With anything that we do of that magnitude, yes, there, there, there are risks. Um, listen, we were, we were departing a business that we were in for 18 years. Uh, and, and, and when you do that, there's, there's, um, there's a degree of, you know, are we doing the right thing? Um, you know, I, I think anytime we as a leadership team, uh, you know, make decisions like that, we certainly weigh the economics of those decisions, but more importantly, um, you know, we weigh uh, the cultural impact that it's going to have on our people, and we use our customers as the litmus test for assessing whether that decision is right or wrong. 
we have to rely on our customers view our customers in fact before as we were polling this but even thereafter you know have appreciated the sincerity and the authenticity of that message and just by seeing that we knew that the 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 message would land and then of course the resulting you know benefits associated that would come and and again you know falling back to our just cause um, you know, we knew that that was going to be something that would allow us to, you know, further make a bigger impact. And um, you were going to make a comment about Google itself. Obviously, yeah. you chose yeah. this particular organization. Yeah, uh, you know, uh, you know, Google, Google. We all know who Google is, and 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 they are a massive player in this space. And and uh, we we have strong convictions in in Google for several reasons. Uh, one, you know, the tech generally speaks for itself uh, in, in our view. That's great, but that's only half the battle. Uh, you know, tech is an important part of, of what we do, making our customers feel they're aligned with the company the invest, that invests the most in making their platform uh, the very best on the world. Uh, we, we, we feel, and, and I think a lot of out there now, now see that in the marketplace, that Google is in fact doing that. But, you know, there is more to the Google story in that they have years and years of consistent uh, track record of driving innovation, right? Um, they have a standing philosophy that sort, uh, open source is good. And, and more than that, they, they have this philosophy that customer choice is, is not just a good thing, it's a right. So customers should in fact have to choose. And so when, you know, I'm not calling out the others, but you know, we, we're opposed to you know partnering with, with with organizations that may try to force their product down because you, you own seventy percent of their other products and you have to kind of use it and and we're also you know very much you know opposed to uh, you know you know partnering up on platforms to where you know they're trying to compete with you every day so so because of the because of the the, the tech and because of the business philosophy of Google in that it aligned to our core values, it felt like a match that was made in heaven that was, again, good for the trifecta, good for our people, good for our customers, and ultimately good for Google. And so uh, we've been very happy with that decision. Yeah. And um, clearly they have as well. I'm looking at my paperwork in front of me here. Obviously, you weren't premier partner status, which is good, ridiculously good. But am I right in saying that you also won global partner of the year for Google? Yeah, uh, a couple of times over, and probably again. Um, so, uh, <laughs> now, okay, give know, us the uh, what are the keys? How does one do that? <laughs> you know, I, I I think Mark that you know the you know some may answer that question from an economic perspective, and they would say you you get that accolade and you get that those awards because you're driving more revenue to to google as a partner than anyone worldwide um yeah those things may be true uh that's not in my view why why we win these awards uh we win these awards uh because we are the first to the table uh before products come out we trial them uh we invest more than i think anybody uh, we will do almost anything for our mutual customer between Google and us, and um, we will we will prove that 
month after month after month after month. And I think it's those things uh, that actually are the difference makers that would want someone like Google to award us and give us the accolades that they do consistently year over year. Um, that loyalty factor that I mentioned is a big, big part of it. Uh, there's a there's a trust factor that, you know, when you're talking to us and or Google, you're going to hear the same story. You're going to hear a consistent message and we're going to use the power of both Sada and Google to do whatever it takes to get those customers across the finish line and be, be successful. And um, I think that's a powerful business proposition for Google. And, and, and we're, we're thankful that they, they continually came to, uh, seem to, to recognize that. Very cool. Um, and how it happens, of course, is because of you and your team. You have a very successful team. Uh, you obviously, you drive them, you, you guide them. I hope and trust that you inspire them. Anything you would share about how you set up your team and, and how you keep them on point? Yeah, we, we spend uh, an insane amount of time, Mark, on uh, developing an exceptional culture. Uh, you know, I feel like I might be the only COO in the world that uses the term. People are probably sick of hearing it. Uh, people over profit, uh, impact over EBITDA. Uh, we, we believe that. We obsess over it. Um, we, we do everything that we can to embrace the humanity and the diversity of our workforce and highlight the the skills, the contributions that every one of our team members make. And, and that, we talk about that in the boardroom much before we talk about the dollars and the cents that, that come through the PL. I think our people feel that. Um, we, we organize our people into various divisions that I think are well aligned to make sure that they feel a level of focus and a degree of accountability of the business so that they feel like they have ownership. And so, uh, you know, we organize, you know, our pre-sales engineering functions to really drive and make sure that the, the pre-sales experience is exceptional. We have a pro-serve division that is great at making sure that the, these projects are, are, are executed to, to high standards. And then probably more importantly, uh, the biggest function is our customer care and success functions. And, and, and their whole mission in life, Mark, is do our customers absolutely love us and and do they care for us and are they are they getting up every day and 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 giving us nps scores that would want us want them to renew you know refer us to other people um we we watch that like a hawk our people watch like a hawk and i think there is a shared consciousness and awareness of of, of the excitement that's going on here that our people are thrilled about and i think that's what keeps them motivated Oh, absolutely. Um, our time is, is almost out, but I want to ask you a couple of final questions. The first one really is I want you to put your futurist hat on. You are, yeah. you're in contact with so many different organizations, with Google as well. Where do you see the next big steps? There are relentless leaps as we continue to transform ourselves and the industry. What might be coming down the road as we head through 21 and, and into 22? Yeah. So much more progress. You know, like I said, I think we're in the era of innovation right now. Uh, uh, tapping into the horsepower and 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 capabilities of compute and AI and machine learning that you know, large in part up until now has has not been available to the masses. Only the elite could have had a chance at being able to do some of that. 
we you know latest estimates is you know I think it's eight or nine percent of of companies feel like they are even you know halfway through their their digital transformation journey. So there's a lot more work to be done. I, I think the real test over the next few years is really seeing if the institutional enterprises that we have come to know and love over the last 20, 30, 40 years that are still dominant, can they and will they adapt to account for the disruptors that can gain access to the same capability and, 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 and take them on? I think they will. I think they can. I think we're seeing that at a pace more than anything. So I think we're going to need to see uh, in the years to come, you know, and certainly, you know, here at SADA, we're, we're, we're always here to help, uh, making sure that those that are at the top stay there and those that are disruptors can do everything that they can to, 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 to really change the game. And, um, you know, I, I think in truth, I think, the, I think the story is yet to be told, but we're just getting started. It is a, uh, a game of survival and success, and uh, I'm delighted that organizations such as yours are there to hold people's hands and to show them the way. Dana Berg, thank you so much for a fascinating conversation. Hey, Mark, thank you. Anytime. I appreciate it. The Art of the Pivot is brought to you by Signavio.